0: Hi, everybody. My name is Remy. Welcome to the For The Love podcast with your host, Jen Hatmaker, my mom. She writes books and speaks to crowds, but she mostly loves talking to amazing people on
1: this podcast every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. It's Jen Hatmaker. Welcome to the For The Love podcast. Super glad you're here today. We're in the middle of a great series I'm um, called for the love of women who built it. So, I mean, we're just talking to amazing women who have built amazing ministries or businesses or spaces Um Uh, companies and they are interesting and they are smart and they're ambitious and all these conversations are giving me so much life. And today, today you're just going to, you're going to be so happy that you downloaded this podcast um, because the next hour is going to make you laugh and it's going to move you. Um, I have the, the most wonderful guest on today. So today we've got on Nicole Walters. Now, if you don't know about her, let me tell you just a bit about her before we start our hilarious and fun and (laughs) awesome talk. Um, so when she was just 28, she had already been this top selling exec at fortune 500 companies. She was managing like multi-billion dollar business relationships. Um, so she had, you know, everything you could ever think you would want on paper, just a six figure salary and all the first class and all the fancy hotels. And she, she had the thing she had success. Um, but she just wasn't happy. Like her, her job, it fed her family, but it did not feel feed her soul in other words. And so, um, she realized, okay, this is it. I, I, I don't want to go out like this. And so she literally quit her job on, you may have seen this. She quit her job live on Periscope and built her own company, her own company where she empowers other entrepreneurs. And she has these amazing systems and programs and she walks you through every step of it from idea to fruition. And, um, and she's incredibly successful, um, showing other people how to get paid for using their God given skills and talents. Um, also she is hilarious, absolutely hilarious. (laughs) You're going to see, um, and fun, a personality bigger than life. She's got a husband. She's got three adopted daughters and she's 32 years old and just out there killing it. So you are going to love, love, love Nicole. So help me welcome her to the show. All right. Nicole Walters. That's an Oprah. I just Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's good. You do a good Oprah. <laughs> did I? I'm so glad to have you on today. And I'm serious. I, I was just sort of explaining your bio to my listeners and I told them you guys are about to be so happy to meet Nicole. I am. I just think you're amazing. Thanks for coming on today.
0: Oh my gosh! Thank you for having me, Jen. A, a Jen Hatmaker, uh, not Hatmaker, because I'm telling you, I, I was like, I know that I'm gonna say this wrong, like into my head that it's Hatmaker. That's like the the classy French version. So,
1: you know what? You're giving me a lot of um, just like kindness and compassion, and empathy in my heart because for my whole married life, I've had that last name for 24 years now, wow. and anytime I. I go anywhere and okay so what's your name Jen Hatmaker mm-hmm. um, can you spell that I'm like I really think you can I'm <laughs> Trust like, you. I just want you to trust yourself. I want you to trust how it sounds in your ears. And that's just how it works. <laughs> like, I'll review your work, but let's just go ahead and give it a stab. <laughs> I, just, I, feel tr- I believe in you. Like, this is Meanwhile, your moment to nail Hatmaker.
0: Right? Meanwhile, I'm getting on a podcast and I'm like, I want to I have my life together. I'm going to pronounce her name classy. It's going to be <laughs> Hatmaker. <laughs> gonna be, everyone's going to be like, this girl is smart right from the jump. <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nailed it. Um, so we wanted you on this series. You know, this is a powerful series. It's women who built it. So yeah. I mean, talk about we're surrounded right now by women who are just killing it and just oh, yeah. slaying in so many ways. Um, but we wanted to have you on. It's we only had a few Thank spots you. um because we're just watching you and Proud of you, and just feeling really oh. impressed by your gumption and your moxie. I um, I, so just for everybody listening, and we're going to have all these links up so you can see the actual video. But you were absolutely destroying in the corporate world, right? Thank you. Uh, yeah, it was so much fun. <laughs> like, but just not happy. Um, and so I would love for you to take everybody back to that season of your life, kind of you're in your twenties, you're right out of the gate, successful, like in a really traditional way. Um, what was your work? What was the rub? Because on paper you had it all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. I um, well, you know, I come from a blue collar background, right? My dad was a taxi driver. My mom was a secretary at a boating insurance company. So uh, we didn't have a lot, you know. I grew up in D.C. in this one bedroom apartment, and I slept on a couch till I was twelve. So because, mm-hmm. you know, I had these humble beginnings, my parents had big dreams for me. I mean, they had aspirations, and and you know, my parents are are immigrants, so they're from Ghana, West Africa. So my dad, of course, is like. So, my daughter, you are going to, you know, get a big office mm-hmm. and business cards and many secretaries. I mean, like he had goals. <laughs> yes. you know what I mean, and I grew up with these goals in mind. And so uh, I think, like many of us, we all have. Ideas that society sort of put on us for what we should be or what we should do or totally. the path we should follow. And I was just checking off the marks. You know, I was like, my parents are going to be proud. You know, I'm going to yeah. glorify God today. You know, like it's gonna, I'm going to do my thing. Right. I'm and the
1: glory of God. That's right. right. You
0: don't see my light. You know, <laughs> that sort of thing. And then, sure <laughs> enough, you know, I get the office. I get the cards. I get right. the travel. Yep. I get the first place. I get all the things. And, um, and, you know, I am blessed. I'm grateful for it because coming from the humble beginnings, it's, you know, sure. more than I could have ever imagined. But the truth was when you finally get it all, um, I'm a big believer that sometimes God makes you comfortable so you mm. can realize you're uncomfortable, you sure. know, and yeah. I had all the things and sure enough, I was like, this isn't enough. I'm not making use mm. of my best gifts and I have more to offer. And I realized I liked the work I was doing. I just didn't love the people I was doing it for Yeah, that matters, and, um, and it matters. And so mm-hmm. that was when I knew it was time to make a shift.
1: So you had this sort of you, you had this sort of side passion, right? And mm-hmm. um and realizing you're thinking this is what's inside me, this is what I'm craving, this is what I'm envisioning. Um but there, sometimes for I think for a lot of us who are sort of dreamers or entrepreneurs or visionaries, sometimes the leap between those ideas in our head And putting boots on the ground to make it happen is, it can be challenging. And you just, Mm -hmm. I mean, you went all the way for it. Oh, Um, yeah. You didn't even do it in a subtle way. So like, (laughs) tell everybody sort of how you transitioned. Transitioned, that's a real kind word to say how you just like dropped the mic and walked away.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I legit think I pretty much dropped the mic. So I, um, I had been going online and kind of sharing my journey and helping people off and on for about three weeks. And I'd been a blogger before that, but I knew I wanted to open my own consulting firm. I wanted yeah. to be in a position to help people do what I was helping these corporations do every day, but I wanted to give that power to the everyday entrepreneurs. So, um, in doing this live online, uh, I started on Periscope live and now I do a lot of Facebook live and I was on there and people were Like, so are you ever gonna quit? I mean, because you're out here saying all these things work, but you're still working your nine to five. And I was like, you know what? You're not wrong, you know. So uh Sure enough, I picked a quit day, and I uh, called up my boss, and I said I was going to quit my job, and I went live to tell people I was going to be doing this that day, and everyone's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's really cute. However, you're going to stay on the line, and we're going to see the whole thing. (sighs) So I quit my job live online in front of 10,000 people, and it was my first viral video. It actually was watched by over 200,000 people
1: in 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's newsworthy. It was crazy. nervous? (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh, was I nervous? Jen, right now I'm sweating. Right now my (laughs) my deodorant is failing. Okay, like I sweat perpetually. I was in fear. Like, I mean, it was one of those things where, of course you're nervous because- even if you've made a plan, even if you've made structure, even if your faith is set up in the shiniest of ways, you still are jumping into the unknown and you're just praying that, you know, it'll all work out. So, um, you know, I just uh, adopted and taken on three girls and, you know, it's just, it was a situation where a lot was riding on it and, um, leaving the familiar for the unknown is, is never without fear, but I'm glad I did it.
1: Right. Oh, that's good. Um, that's so good. I, I think that's, that's the beginning steps of any of really our, our dreams coming to fruition. I I think it's funny, a lot of people who are sidelined holding their dream in their hands, but afraid to move into it Mm -hmm. often are probably going to look at somebody like you with a wild, wildly successful history Mm -hmm. and a, a personality to match it and think, well, you know, for her, She's probably just fearless. And it's not true. Oh, no. There is an <laughs> element of risk. I mean, you could, you, there's, a, there's a potential for loss, no doubt oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Um, you don't have guarantees when you sort of step away from what is solid and move into what's just possible at all. Um, I kind of think I'm going back to your parents. I, I like that you mentioned your parents. And I like when you slip into your parents' accent. That's <laughs> real- <laughs> it's what they sound like. <laughs> um so your your parents immigrated from Ghana but you were born here right yes I was born in Washington DC yeah yeah and so I saw that your your given name is a Ghanaian name it is um and so tell us about the the, the journey because I'm, I'm I'm getting somewhere between your given so, name to becoming Nicole
0: sure so um My given name is Nana, which is a title that's given to royalty or uh, the lead matriarch in uh, the Ghanian society. And I started off as Nana, um, and that was the name that I'd used all through my childhood and growing up and um, everything that I was doing. But the truth was, when I'd finally quit corporate America, I started to apply to jobs uh, with the name Nana, and people weren't responding. Wow. Um, it was very difficult for me to get work uh, because my resume, Nana, just wasn't uh, as appealing, I guess, or people just kind mm. of didn't understand. And so my mom uh, switched it out to Nicole. And <laughs> we switched it wow. out to Nicole. Pick Nicole and- out of a hat. Yeah, Nicole, she uh, actually said when I was born, she was going to name me Nicole, but my dad was like, no, we're going to give you a name that's reflective of your African pride. And, you know, yes. and because that's my dad for you. I mean, this is the guy that at my totally. wedding, like one side of it was like people in full on African head wraps. Sure. And then the other side of it was people in like Jewish yarmulkes, because my husband's <laughs> Jewish. Like, I mean, was, right. see, okay? so I mean, it was a sight to see. Okay. mean, it was a sight was a full on event. So, I mean, uh, you know, so in any case, yeah, my dad... Um, um you know he he had his his heart set but i went by nicole walters and um sure enough you know the people started picking up the phone and i started getting these job applications and since then i've been nicole
1: you know that makes me so mad yeah <laughs> i said, mean your last name is hatmaker so <laughs> <laughs> what am i what do i have in my hands what do, what do you have going um, on <laughs> that's just really interesting commentary on people's mm-hmm. sort of racial and ethnic
0: perceptions. perceptions. Sure. Yes.
1: Because sure. your credentials are identical They're between identical, both of those identical. resumes. The only thing you swapped out was that first name.
0: Yeah. And it's true. And, but I will also say, it makes it, um, I, I spent my whole life saying it's Nana, just like you call your grandmom, spelled the same way. Don't abbreviate to Nan. Like, i just right. like, you know, and when you say Nicole, it's a little easier. I usually just say without the H, you know,
1: and there you go. It did just get easier for you. That's a fact. <laughs> um, although listen, I would have given my right arm to have a Nana as a name. My name is Jennifer, which is obviously the same name. Every single person my age is named. Right, like right, if right. you were born between 1973 and 1975, your name is Jennifer 100 so.
0: <laughs> And if you think it isn't, it secretly is. So just, just letting you know.
1: <laughs> if not, it was the second place name, I promise you. So That's like right. I'm so killed true. to be Nana Hatmaker. Are you kidding so me? True. Um <laughs> But I love how you talk about your parents. I love yeah. their dreams for you. Their dreams for themselves, obviously, to immigrate over and make a go of it, just sort of in a blue collar setting. And oh yeah, um, I read that you know that sometimes it wasn't easy for you. Like oh no, an apartment, bag, school lunch. Occasionally, you're mm-hmm. only meal of the day. Yeah. Um, but y- there's something about watching two parents just work hard and grind it out. I mean, it obviously raised you right. Oh, I mean, it was real inspiration. I
0: spent most of my time in the passenger seat of my dad's car um, or of his taxi riding yeah. around and kind of, you know, talking to the passengers who were D.C.'s elite because I was in D.C. So it wasn't just your, you know, random people hopping in to go to the airport. It was um, my dad's picked up Marlon Brando. He's picked up Bob yeah. Dole. He's I mean, I got to sit Weird. in the car with, you know, some of the biggest politicians and the fanciest people. And I would ask them, like, you know, how did you how did you get this? What's in the goes on in that building? I was very precocious and I swear I was cute. You know, <laughs> so, but, you know, I'm engaging in these conversations. And the big thing I was always trying to fill out and that I get to do now for a living is I help people figure out, you know, how to get from that front seat to the back seat. What is that gap between what I want and what I have? And what do I need to do to get there? And so I just mm. look back on that time and it was preparation, you know, for what I get to do now to serve others.
1: Oh, wow, that's awesome. What a powerful city to learn in, to kind of observe in and grow up in. I think that's amazing. Um, you also, so so from there, you went to college. Where'd you go? Yeah.
0: I went to the Johns Hopkins University yeah. in Baltimore, Maryland.
1: Yep, I've heard of it. I think it's going to make it. I think yeah, that university just, is going to succeed. Yeah, it's okay. You know, yeah. it's,
0: it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of money. It's <laughs> oh, <yes, laughs> a lot, yes. lot of money. But um, unfortunately, I had a scholarship, so.
1: It's amazing. I've got a daughter who's got her eye on all her favorite schools are in the Northeast. And we did a college tour last summer throughout. And, you know, we'd get, we'd sit down, this is just off topic, but we'd sit down with the dean or the whoever at the Mm -hmm. end of the thing, and they'd start going through let's, let's discuss some of your financial options. And at that point I just died. I died yeah, on the I'm floor like, every I can't time.
0: Even, I can't even like, you want me to pay a house for a piece of paper? Like, like, it's, not, <laughs> it's crazy. It's madness. It's crazy. I'm like, <laughs> no, we. that can't be right. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like having adopting three girls and, you know, their ages ages six, 15 and 18. Yeah. And we, I mean, what is a college fund? We got an 18 year old when she was 15 and now she's okay. in college. So it's like out of pocket. I mean, that was part of my inspiration yeah. for my quit day because I was like, I got to make more money fast. I got to pay for these kids. What am I going to do? You know, I mean, and sure enough, I mean, fortunately our 18 year old is like of the nursing persuasion so college makes sense for her because I can't teach her that at home but our middle one is like a creative so we're like we just want you to be great at whatever you do you don't need a piece of paper we just want to make sure that you're trained accordingly and that you're dedicated so maybe it'll be sending her to Paris to you know apprentice under some artist. I don't know but um we're we're into the unconventional thing um because we just want to make sure our kids are their best selves
1: I love this conversation. I wish more people were having it. I I think some of the non traditional routes are absolutely the right routes for so mm-hmm. many kids. For so many oh, yeah. kids who are going to be trade oriented or skilled oriented Absolutely. or uh, not everybody's meant for the classroom, but it's mm-hmm. such a, it, it's the, it's what they hear in schools oh, as yeah. the only option, the only way forward, the only possible path to success. And it's simply not true. I've got a couple um, of kids too, that I've got my eye on Of in this family. I mean, I have five, it's like a zillion kids. So. <laughs> you know, like, I got a
0: couple kids that got my eye I was like, Jen, whose kids are you looking what? at? Like, <laughs> I'm here like, we got to talk about some stuff. i are about to flip this in I'm like, you're looking at the neighborhood's kids. Like, well, you're like, you're not going to college. Hey, Tim down the street, you better, you better get a trade.
1: Like, kid, oh It's God. life skills. All right. Let me just lay out your path for you. Oh my gosh. I know. Funny. I've got a couple of really book smart kids and a couple that mm-hmm. just do not thrive in a traditional right. classroom setting. Right. So we're having those exact same conversations too. But so, to so off you go to John Hopkins. I mean, whoa, that's amazing. What a, what an opportunity and what an experience but you did say that you experienced um, some of the pain of racism oh yeah sure by surprise um which is interesting um so i'd love to hear how you navigated that sure. and how you are learning to navigate that with your girls sure. uh, now and and do you, is that still something you have to balance and and work through and maneuver through in your career
0: yeah i mean i would definitely say that i'm one of the things that's cool is we talk about our house being like the united nations of all houses because yeah. we're a little bit of everything like I've, i'm married to a um jewish lawyer you know i'm an immigrant who was born in the united states so i'm you know definitely american you know and i um you know, went to all prep schools in DC, but I was the poor kid, you right. know, so I, I really can experience so many different worlds. And, uh, what's great is the blessing in that all is I, I uniquely fit in in a lot of different totally. spaces. So, I mean, I can, I can hang in the boardroom and I can also, you know, hang at the farmer's market, you know, yeah. and I am not afraid to, you know, do the hard work because that's how I was raised. I went to school in Ghana for a year. So I know like, mm-hmm. you know, third world poverty, mm-hmm. but then I also, um, you know, I'm also very familiar with what it's like to fly first class flights, you know, and do that sort of thing. So um, one of the great things is it allows me to get into most areas where people may not be used to seeing a face like mine or get on stages where they tend not to have uh, people who may look like me as often and present, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a perspective where we can all connect and we can all unify and um, where we can all share in the same story. And that's been sort of a powerful and pleasant part of what I get to do Mm -hmm. is that, um, you know, I may be the only brown face in the room, but I'm also everybody's best friend, you know, I'm there and and people have that comfort to be able to, you know, ask me some of the tough questions and know that I'll receive them, you know, Mm, um, that, uh, like I'll go and do some events and people will tell me like, you know, I, I don't really want to start a business, but I did adopt two girls from Ethiopia Mm -hmm. and I actually have a question about your, you know, your curly hair Mm -hmm. and can you help me with that? And Mm -hmm. I was, and I'll just, you know, absolutely, you know, what, what can I help you with? And here's some products and here's what you can use. And, you know, it's just a blessing to be able to, um, to know that I can be a warm, safe place for people to have conversations that might be tough because I can really relate to so Mm -hmm. many different perspectives. And, um, you know, so I look at, you know, my tough experiences of being in an environment where I was always the minority and I'm able to say, uh, that was a battle in training ground because now I have a platform and I get to use that to welcome people of all races, shades and colors, um, ethnicities and faiths, you know, to see what God's doing in my life. And Mm -hmm. the fact that, um, it's possible to, live this very diverse and tolerant life and um, and be positive and welcoming. So wow, um, that is it's all so good things.
1: generous. That is <laughs> a generous outlook. Thing. I know mean, I like people too, so that helps. You know, that does help. All. That does it help. Does does help. help. <laughs> um, but you know, a lot of my black friends, you know, they'll mm-hmm. tell me, I just I'm so the the white people just wear me out. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're like <laughs> They're just wearing me out. Like, save me from the white people. I'm like, right, it right, can right. get tiring and it can get lonely. Sure. Um, Always. And I mean
0: there are moments I think that as a person who tends to look at stuff with humor, like mm-hmm, I mean, I, I like I, I'm a I i like to laugh, you know, and mm-hmm. I know I and I like to give people the benefit of the doubt of their hearts. Like mm-hmm. if you just don't know, you just don't know. You know, it yeah. doesn't excuse that you don't know. We should all be trying to educate ourselves, you know, and try to get better. But right. most of the things I like to approach with like humor. So I call um, you know, I've got my richly mel- melanated rich friends in my sure. community, you know, and then I have my lighter brighters. You know. <laughs> <laughs> lighters, lighters. I'm like, lighter brighters, you know, and it's like, I mean, we, we treat that with humor. So when I talk about, you know, my, my penchant for wigs, you know, I'll say these ones are for my melanated ones, lighter brighters, I need you to stay back, you know, like, and, <laughs> stay stay back. and you know, we get to have those conversations and bring so some humor good. to it, you know, and, um and, and I think that sometimes laughing is the best way to address some of these things, even though they're very serious thing and they're very real things, but um, it, it creates a platform where we're all able to kind of,
1: Do it in a way that actually makes progress. Oh, I cannot agree with you more. Mm -hmm. These are really super important conversations, but they're tender. You know, they can be really, really fragile, and and Mm -hmm. rightly so. I mean, this is it comes with the backing of centuries of pain and inequality. So, I mean, there's it's real. But I think I I love what you're saying, and I'm I'm just going back to the mental rolodex of some of the most powerful conversations I have had in a room, in a diverse room about racial equality and healing and in the mix in every one of those somewhere is humor. Someone oh, is yeah. giving us permission to laugh and be awkward and say be something awkward. inappropriate and, um, and just break the ice a little bit so that, you know, we're not, we're not clutching our pearls so tight. Mm-hmm. Um, Make any progress, make any headway. I really, I love everything that you just said. I want to. I'm going to stitch that on a pillow and I'm going to put it on my bed. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I would love for you to tell everybody a little bit more about what you do because the company that you have built is really great. I mean, and I'm telling you right now that a lot of our listeners are going to, they're going to run their little feet to their laptops and look this up because it's, you meet a need in a really unique way that is exciting and innovative and empowering. So tell everybody just a little bit about your company.
0: So I just want to say, Jen, like you're you are a self esteem boost. I am legit going to take this podcast and download it to my Alexa and listen to it while I'm showering. And and at the exact moment I get out of the shower, I need to hear you are unique and and innovative. Like while I'm looking at my love handles and my you know I lost a lot of weight, but everything is still shaped like a Tonka truck. Like 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 when I have that moment, I need to have Jen Hatmaker's voice.
1: You (laughs) are special to me. March. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, are,
1: you are so wonderful. Listen, your products are good. Like, I just need that. Everyone's going to want them. Everyone's going to want star them. star is on the rise. Oh my gosh, your skin <laughs> is so clear today, Nicole. Like, I need that. Like, I'm going to need to record that in my phone, like, after we get off of here. Like, I need this. But. I'm like you. I love people. And it's just real. I just do. It's the so best. Oh my, my gosh. Greatest, man, I I, know, I love my it. My friends roll their eyes at me like, ugh. everybody's <laughs> not that good. So I'm like, these yes they are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get it. I get it. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm really blessed. I love what I get to do. I mean, when I worked in corporate, my job was to help these companies develop products that would sell, help them take uh, their core skills. So if it was an insurance company, what it is, what is it that we offer and how can we tailor it and make it best for the marketplace? And okay. uh, when, now that I do that for everyday entrepreneurs, it's a lot simpler sounding, but it's the exact same thing. I take mm. people's core best skill, their God-given skill, and I show them how to pass. Package that and turn that into a product. So we all have an internal calling. Um, you know, I like to, you know, align it with First Peter 4:10 that mm-hmm. we've all been given a specific gift that we're supposed to use to serve others. Sure. And uh, whatever that thing is inside of us, we're supposed to take that, uh, you know, package it up. And God wants to pay us to be able to do this, you know, mm-hmm. in in big ways. He wants because money is an earthly thing, right? But He wants to make sure we have the ease to be able to perform and serve in the way that He has for us. So mm-hmm. um, I'm excited because I get to do that, and I get to do it using and corporate strategies, like the fancy pants things that we all feel might be out of our reach. I get to show you how in a simple, funny, uh, you know, entertaining way, how to apply those very same things to just make your business blast into the stratosphere. It's so
1: much fun. That's so awesome. Like, give us a sampling. Here are some of the types of women that I have worked with recently. Or it's not just women. Is it just women? No, it's not actually. I get a lot of fellas too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So a lot of women. So here, here are the, here are some people that have come to me and saying, I have this little idea. And you yeah, so- want to
0: put her some of those things
1: <laughs> some of the funny things is like, I'll get
0: women and I think bigger families are on the, on the comeback. At least that's what my husband's trying to sell me as he wants a son. So, uh, um, yes. bigger families on the comeback. And so he, uh, I'll have a mom who's like, yeah, you know, uh, I feel like all I ever do are make sandwiches. Right. I just make sandwiches. Like, I mean, my whole life is prepping lunches, cleaning laundry, and I don't know how to turn that into a business. And I'll say, well, you know what? I bet you there are 10 other families on your cul-de-sac and 10 other moms that are feeling your same pain where if they could just get back the hour and a half that they spend every day making lunches and prepping meals that you already have down to a science.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
0: maybe we could turn this into a business. And of course the moms mm-hmm. will look at me and say, what are you talking about? Right. And then I'll say, no, it's a real thing. So, I mean, this mom had it down to like a conveyor belt system. I mean, she could wow. make lunches for her eight kids in about 20 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, and healthy, balanced lunches. And I said, well, you know what? Let's take some orders. Let's test this out. Let's, let's set up a website for you. Let's get you all functional and ready to go in a business fashion, but then let's go to your neighbors and take orders. She now makes lunches for her entire subdivision, goes around and delivers them afterwards. It makes about $5,000 a month. And and all she does is, and she makes lunches. So it's like, I was doing this anyways, and now I do it in mass. I buy in bulk and it offsets the expense. And so she's, you know, the lunch brigade. She makes the deliveries. These other moms now have their time back. They get to drink wine. They get to have a healthy, wonderful, delicious, balanced lunch. For their kids, and they don't have to worry about it. They're not eating the the, the crumb that comes out of uh, the school lunch system. So it works um, out really beautifully. And she just and she's beyond happy to get to be home and use her skill in order to bless others.
1: I love that you use that as an example because I think sometimes um, women, when they think about being an entrepreneur or about building a business, there's sort of a there's sort of a mental fixation that that business has to be has to look a certain way. It's going to be very oh, yeah, corporate. <laughs> In nature, or it's right. going to be, it's going to be an international nonprofit and save the world, right? Right. Or right. The 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 scope and scale of it is going to be something that would literally never occur to them, but yet that's sort of the narrative that we're fed that it's always really big and really fancy and really important. But I love that you just use an example of everyday at of ordinary life like this is. This could literally be a business um, that provides income for your family doing stuff you already do um, or stuff you already know how to do or stuff you love. Um, I'm sure you get some people that come in and say, I want to do something different. This is what I love, but I'm doing this right now. So you sort of walk them through that transition. Um, of building new spaces, right?
0: Yep, absolutely. I mean, one of the first things I always tell everyone and anyone who's listening who might be saying, well, where do I start? Is you need to have a website. I mean, oftentimes, you know, we think to ourselves, gosh, uh, you know, what I need to do is start creating my bows or I need to start making my jams and things of that sort. But um, your website is your digital storefront. It allows you to have a place to send people whenever they want to interact with you or your product or learn more. Um, Or if you put a store on there, you know, to actually make a purchase and nowadays you don't need to have you know a shop on main street you can actually just have a shop on you know web street you know and you set that up and people will now have a place where they can go and purchase and interact and um and give you their money you know for the great things that yeah. you're making so it's a simple place to start but it's it's a must nowadays
1: what's one, what's one of the most interesting or random or hilarious or surprising businesses that someone built under your leadership Oh, so this
0: is, I'm glad you asked this one. And by the way, you asked the best questions, like... I have done a bajillion podcast interviews and I'm like, girl, like, what are you doing right now? Like, this is so good. So, um, so yeah, the best business or the fun, not the best, the fun weirdest one uh-huh. is uh, a wreath maker. So, okay. um, and this, and get this, it's a guy, right? So All it's right. a guy who makes wreaths and he has, it, he, we scaled him as of the past two months into a million dollar business. And no here's way. how it started. I, it's crazy pants. So it's a business where he actually makes wreaths out of bows. So like okay. they're these fancy decorative front door wreaths and like like overhangs and I'm, I'm obviously not crafty. I don't even know what these things are called. They're like overhang things that, that uh-huh. are like decor things. And so he basically goes live online, makes these wreaths and then he will like show you how to do it yourself. And he was like, you know, I want to expand this into something that I you know, that more people will be able to do at home. So I was like, you know what you need? A subscription Subscription box because people are already ah. looking into, you know, they buy whatever you're recommending. They're buying the ribbon, they're buying the supplies. Let's package yeah. all this stuff into a box for them, oh, send smart. it out every single month, you know, and then get them on a subscription. So now you have recurring revenue of people buying every single month, you know, your, your wreath making subscription box, the wreath of the month, instead of you actually making the wreaths yourself, because then you're exchanging time for money. You can only get paid for as many wreaths yeah. as you make. So yeah. uh, now he has his DIY wreaths box, and I know there's some people on right now who are like, oh I, I could use that. You know, so <laughs> totally. that's, what he, that's what he does. And um I never in a million years would have ever thought, um, oh my gosh, I'm gonna make someone who who, you know, makes race into a millionaire. But you know what? It's possible because business is something where especially if you're aligned with your passion and your purpose, yeah. um, I mean, you
1: can truly make as much money as you're willing to to receive as that's long as true. you pursue it. Oh, that's so fascinating. I also really super loved your um craft descriptions in there. That would have been how Jen had <laughs> have done that too. Like some like overhangy parts and um some bow things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Precisely God. how I would have described that. Um what a great example. So I um I I read I was I was reading about you something you wrote because um, you're such a go getter and it's just it's it's innate in you and that's obvious but something you said was I think being an entrepreneur is something you you are from birth. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. you're someone that always has trouble with authority and the regular...
0: <laughs> How'd you know? We did not talk about that. Like, like, get out of my life, Jen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so true. Well, I mean, I, I am obviously bringing this up because I identify with this. Yeah. Um, but when you're always thinking outside of the box, when you're always saying there's got to be a better way, and I think I'm going to be the person to do it, then you're probably born to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that because I think there's a lot of people that don't necessarily have an obvious personality that sure. looks like that, but there's something in them that is constantly looking around the room going, I could do this better. Mm-hmm. Um, or this, or this piece is missing and I could, I could do it. Um, and so I am interested, um, in your work cause you work now with so many, oh, yeah. so many yeah. dreamers. Um, do you see a mix of, of entrepreneurs that, some have kind of that rebel vibe that you're not you're not in charge of me. I'll do what I want. I'll I'll quit on Paris books, so help me. <laughs> um and some who don't but still make it after all.
0: Sure, absolutely. I mean, honestly, the thing that everybody shares is that thing you're talking about here where uh they know that they kind of are looking at things differently and they want to know if that's something worth pursuing. It actually manifests in a way where part of why they've come to my door is because they're saying to themselves, is it okay for me to do this? Like they're, they're looking mm. for permission in a lot of ways sure. because they're saying to themselves or they've already started testing it and they're not seeing the results they want. So they're questioning, am I crazy? Like, you know, cause mm. I swear that this isn't the right way. And entrepreneurs, we are that person who looks at the system and says, I feel like I could do it better. Or yeah. we look at a, um, a method and we automatically modify it. So we're the ones hmm. that look at the recipe and we're like, ah, I'm swapping this out and I'm trying this. Or totally. we look at the fitness routine and we're like, this is really great. And I appreciate what they're saying, but you really want to do squats here instead. You know, like right. we're, we're always yeah. trying to come up with our own system that we know is tailored and, and, and elevating whatever we're looking at. And that is actually a sign that you are are good, that you're ready, that you're effective, that you're innovative, yeah. and that you have something that can be monetized and that you can get paid for. And, um, and too often And we say to ourselves that that's not what that is. We think that that's, you know, it's so different that it's not okay, you know, and we beat ourselves up. Like I've never seen anything like it before. So it's not a valid business idea. And it's like. that is a business that's like exactly what's looking for um Steve Jobs looked at a cell phone and said you know what would be great if this didn't have buttons
1: you know I mean if you
0: think of how crazy he must have looked in front of his team saying let's take the buttons off this thing and now if I give my kids a phone with buttons they ask me if it's a laptop you know like what is this you know (laughs) you hate us mom
1: you hate me (laughs) I'm telling you it's just
0: everything that makes you weird is exactly
1: what makes you perfect for the business I love that. But you know what's interesting? While I'm listening to you talk, um, I'm curious to to hear your your take on this because I think men largely are given that message from the time they're little, that you are a creator and you are going to be an earner and you are going to be successful. And I'm not positive that girls and women are getting the same message. And I wonder if you see a disproportionate response to those urges like do, do you find that women have kind of a complicated relationship with ambition and oh, with yeah. do you know what I mean like oh, men yeah. are like yes I'll do it on the alpha in the room where mm-hmm. women are looking for permission like you just mentioned still it's like will somebody tell me that this is okay or that I can do this um I, I, what do you see in the field
0: Yeah, it definitely is a manifestation of both. So it's what will happen is you'll have women who, despite being told that, you know, we're bossy and not bosses, Mm. you know, our whole lives will still manage to accomplish all the things because that's we're doers. I mean, who's going to do it for us? You know what I mean? The kids crying, we're going to get up and handle it, you know, and and that folds over into so many other places. And what will happen, though, is because we're so used to that existence, we end up minimizing what we've actually accomplished. And it manifests in this thing called imposter syndrome, where we often will uh, have trouble internalizing our own greatness. We will have, we'll spend a lot of time questioning whether or not we're actually capable. We will um, take all the things we've accomplished and said, oh, well, you know, I just got lucky or, oh, they gave me a compliment, but, you know, I just threw it together or, oh, well, they they bought my product, but, you know, they bought my product, but, you know, they didn't really have a lot of options or, you know, something like that. We just always want to water down our greatness and it's unfortunate when that happens because the truth of the matter is you're the sum of your life everything you've been through the experiences the challenges the degrees all those things are the reason why you've earned the good things that come to you and those deserve to be celebrated and it's also the tools that'll get you more great things in the future so it's unfortunate that we we're wired that way because we aren't told that there's a direct correlation between our work and our results the same way it is with guys like guys they're told you know you do the work and you get the results and you earned it because that's, that's what you're expected to do. And, um, you know, for the guys in my community, they, they do still struggle with some imposter syndrome things where it's like, well, I'm the man and I'm supposed to provide for all the people. And, you know, there, I will coach them and say, listen, like your wife's the one with the talent here. Like what you need huh. to do is support her. You know, your job may be to be the head mm-hmm. of operations or, um, the sleigh at home dad, <laughs> you know, like mm, that
1: sort nice. of thing, you know,
0: like, like yeah. there may be a plot twist for you, but understand that that specific role, is is the one that um, is, is contributing to the bigger picture. Like my husband, he um, he's an attorney, but he works from home and um, he is home with the kids. Like he does, he's the primary parent, if you will, because I travel uh-huh. a lot. It doesn't mean I don't have mommy guilt about that. I feel mm-hmm. weird um, mm-hmm. because I also like my kids, you know, in addition to right. love them, but um, he's good at it and he's effective. Mm-hmm. He's a better disciplinarian. I'm, I'm the one who's like, are you crying? Oh, what we need is ice cream. We collectively need ice cream, you know? Like, <laughs>
1: so it's like- you know,
0: and he's the one who's like, "Yeah, no, let her. She'll be fine." You know, it's
1: like it's true. And
0: you know, and so I, And what's great is we have a, you know, a marriage, a friendship, a love, and a partnership. And he knows mm-hmm. that give me my reign to kind of, or my, my reign to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And he, I also know that as my husband, my partner, and you know, the leader in our household, if he puts on his foot, you know, like I listen, cause he doesn't do that often. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that balance I think is important to encourage and nurture uh, so that everybody understands that their role is essential and it is important mm-hmm. and that you are capable and you don't have to ask permission and question the things you have cause you earned them.
1: It's so good. I just don't hear this enough. I don't hear it enough, especially don't hear it enough. You know, my world is is so largely Christian too, Mm -hmm. and so there we get it. We get a double portion of guilt, (laughs) if you will. Like, oh, there's just there's a there's a very typical stereotype of women injected into that community, um, which has a really tricky relationship with success. Sure. um, and roles. And so I, but that, but what you're saying is the truth. It's just the truth. There, there are plenty of us with gifts to bear on the world, on this on this earth. And mm-hmm. sometimes it looks one way. Sometimes it looks another, sometimes it takes off. Um, and that's good. And it's wonderful. And I love this empowering message that you're bringing, um, to these dreamers and these men and women, um, with these fabulous ideas. guys. Quick break from the show. I'm super excited to tell you about our sponsor for the Women Who Built It series. So many thanks goes to none other than a company I love, EverEve, co-founded by Megan Tampty, who's also the co-CEO of the company. She was a guest on our podcast just a few months ago. So I'll tell you, for me personally, EverEve has been a game changer for my personal style. I know a lot of you can probably relate. Just between the craziness of schedules in life, like career and kids and social obligations, I wasn't giving much time to my wardrobe and also I'm not that great at it. I need help in that department. And so as a result, I wasn't feeling really good about what I was wearing or how it was fitting or anything. So that is where Ever Eve came in. They gave me a ton of encouragement, um, not only to embrace some different looks that pushed me a little bit, um, but also to work with clothes that complement my body um, and sort of my style. Uh, every of you guys has over 85 stores coast to coast, a a super great website, um, and a personal styling box service called Trendsend, which for those of us non shoppers comes right to your doorstep. (laughs) So listen, everybody is different but I know for me having some help in the fashion department gave me a little extra shot of confidence. So you guys, you can check them all out at evereve.com. And once again, Evereve, thank you for sponsoring this amazing series. I want to ask you something else. So I'm a little bit of a builder too. So I'm I'm just relating very much to everything that you're saying. So a lot of us during the, during the building season of something new or something great, um, those first, those first weeks, months, even years can be, you know, bananas. Yeah. Um, you're, you're doing everything that you later will have an assistant for, you know, your HR, mm-hmm. your sales, your marketing, you know, you're your web guy, you're yep. everything. Yep. um, And then, you know, obviously when you start to grow and expand, sometimes you can start to build your team a little bit and and do some delegation. But um, in the midst of all of that, um, and work is so fulfilling for me. And so I love work. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And it's not a drag for me. So I enjoy being in that space. Uh, and I, am a hard worker too, just like you are. So I, I, I have to sometimes shake out of it. Yeah. Um, so sometimes in the middle of that sort of busy building season, the last person on the list to get an ounce of care is our own selves. Mm-hmm. Um, we just. I, we just neglect ourselves there's no other way our bodies our health our free time our sleep all the things that are going to put enough gas in the tank to see us through um so i like this recent part of your story this is why i say all this i was like um, i know,
0: i was like where is jen going with uh-huh. this because this i'm you' where where she's going. about to put me out there okay everybody
1: listen <laughs> you you fairly recently yeah just decided to take care of yourself in a way that is really inspiring, really phenomenal. You you prioritized it. Yeah. And so I would love, would you tell everybody just a little bit about your health journey? You look amazing. Like Thank you so much. So, I appreciate so, you. So smoking hot. Um <laughs> what made you decide to do that? Because you're you could have not. I mean, you're I busy not, enough, no, you've true. got did daughters. Didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. for a while. So, yeah, exactly. um, talk about so, that a little
0: bit. Yeah. So, um, I've lost 63 pounds because this is a podcast. Dang. So, people don't see what I look like. And, um, which Dang. is also why, like, I shouldn't even really do podcasts because I'm not making use of all of God's gifts because <laughs> my skin is radiant. <laughs> like, you know, like, honestly, like, it should always be video <laughs> because, you know, blessings, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, That's no, so good. Seriously, no, but seriously. Um, yeah. I've lost 63 pounds and I'm feeling healthier better happier I'm more engaged with my children I sleep better um I mean it's it wasn't easy obviously and I think that was the first step to uh, actually losing mm. weight realizing oh everybody hates to run and mm. no salads right. are never that good you never. know a salad will never be better than a Krispy Kreme donut that's just <laughs> real life you know and and it's okay because you have to understand you know balance and proportions and or yeah. portions and then also understand that um it, it's I'm in it for the long game, right? I get one oh body, God. and I my purpose and my mission is is so important that I have to show up as my best self. And the turning point came for me when I started this journey. Oh uh, gosh, and. June of last year, but I mean, the turning point happened a little before that and um, really in March where I felt like I'd improved a lot of stuff in my business, meaning Mm -hmm. like my business was kind of running. It was very easy to put on the back burner, but like my kids were doing great and I felt like I had, you know, products I was happy with, clients that were happy and it just felt like, gosh, well, what am I going to do to up-level? Like, where am I going to get to the Mm -hmm. next thing? And it's very easy for us to say, okay, well, I need to buy a new system or I need to buy a new tool or I need to take a new course or I need to do, you know, something like that or buy a new book or whatever. And the truth was, I was like, you know what? I've got self-improvement to do. Like, what can Mm -hmm. I do to make myself better? And so the first thing I did was I went to therapy. I I was like, you know, I just haven't spent any time actually. And I, and I know that, you know, therapy is one of those things where, um, you know, in church, it's even like a funky thing where people are like, why don't you just Mm -hmm. talk to your pastor girl? And it's like, I do Mm -hmm. talk to my pastor, but, um, I also need to talk to someone who's like a brain doctor the same way that I don't go to my pastor for like, you know, a scab on my foot. You know, I'm also going to go to someone that got ordained with the skill sets to know how to examine my brain. You know? So, um, I went to a therapist and I, you know, sat down with her and I said, look, I need to unpack some stuff, you know, like anxiety, stress. Like I'm, you know, I'm a new mom and I worry about being good at that. And, you know, and I'm also carrying all this weight and I haven't prioritized it. You know, why don't I care about myself? Cause this is with me all hmm. the time. You know, let's, let's right. talk about this. And after unpacking a lot of that, I mean, I was so renewed that I said, you know what, a lot of my feelings around my weight where I just felt like I wasn't good enough to shed hmm. this weight, you know, like wow. that it was, it was almost a protection, like, um, if you're hmm. gonna be the chunkiest girl in the room, you better be funny too. You know, like yeah, I've got yeah, those yeah. things, you know, where it was like, let me just, you know, I, I I was leaning on my other skills so I could ignore something I didn't want to work on at totally. the time. Totally. So,
1: wow. Yeah,
0: and it was so. I mean, so what ended up happening was I finally said, like, enough is enough. Like, I'm good enough with or without this weight, and mm-hmm. um, and if I know that I'm good enough, you know, with it, then heck, I can definitely be even, you know, good enough if not better without it. And let me see what I can do. And so that started with eating better because um, working out is not my ministry. Let's not, let's not tell stories here. It's God is watching, you know, it's, it's, you know, I needed to learn how to put down a donut if I'm going to tell other people, you know, to <laughs> okay. be their best selves. You know? yeah, so, <laughs> so I started there and then, uh, sure enough, um, you know, when the weight started coming off, I started engaging a little more activity. And, um, mm. and then after, um, Oh my gosh! About thirty-five pounds. I thought it was appropriate to start making everyone on Instagram jealous because that's the real reason we do it. You know sure. I mean, Let's just tell the it. truth. Let's just tell the truth. No. Right. Um, after about thirty pounds, I really I started feeling more comfortable talking about it because yeah. um, I had to get really okay with the fact that my after picture is is real. My after picture mm. is really me. It's not just um, about my before picture. I don't have to be ashamed of it. Um, so I started sharing it and putting it out there, and um, I'm excited to be living in the after, and I'm
1: I'm. Looking forward to seeing what what comes next. Good for you. Thank you. Say I mean, sixty three pounds. That's like yes, you feel yes. like a fourth grader. Oh I mean, my gosh, is. like when I
0: pick up my daughter, my six year old, I'm like, oh my gosh, I used to carry you around. Like, no wonder my knees hurt. No wonder my blood pressure Holy was high. No wonder me. I was pre diabetic. No wonder, you know, like, I mean, yes. there was a reason for all of that weight. So, oh my gosh, yeah. you had to get all better. new clothes,
1: didn't you? Isn't that oh amazing Oh my gosh.
0: Well, here's the thing that happens your brain doesn't catch up with as quickly as your body maybe fits. Right. So, like, I, I had to have other people tell me, like, that's looking a little big on you or right. you don't need to cover that up as much or, girl, it's okay to burn your spanks. This situation's working fine. Like, I went to an event, not even kidding went to an event and my spanx line was showing which like i'll readily talk about it i'm like listen sure, spanx same. like spanx holy water duct tape i'll do whatever is necessary same. to look right in my dress you know so like i'm like wearing these spanks and it's showing and then finally my assistant was like you know you could just take off the spanx like the dress will probably still look okay and i was like no no <laughs> like right. spanks are like a warm hug you know like i need <laughs> it's them very warm
1: like, yeah, an inferno.
0: A, right, like an inferno so i finally take them off and i'm like hey it still looks okay and my my Spanx aren't kind of peeping out underneath. Like I, okay, you know, yes. I felt really
1: good about it. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's transferring so you know,
1: so So a lot is. of your lifestyle, a lot of your changes are just semi-permanent then, right? Like just to oh, overhaul yeah. the way you're going to eat. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, and the, and that's part of, I think, the mindset shift too is it, there isn't like a trick. It's not like I did some yeah. magic formula. Nice. It's not. Um, A lot of it was education. So I learned a lot about what, because I didn't know. My parents are African. So like, they're literally like, hey, we have food. Let's celebrate. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, Call like, and I you better that too, girl. You know what I mean? It yes. wasn't like, uh, you know, let's count the calories in this stew. Like my mom, she's like right. calories, look at calories. Hey, you need to eat this rice. You know, I have made <laughs> rice. <laughs> you know, like these, that's like how my mom is. So, um, and like portions are, you know, this bowl. <laughs> right. So, so I mean, I had to educate myself because I realized mm-hmm. growing up, you know, and a lot of, um, you know, people who follow me on different platforms, they grew up the same way. Even here in America, where it's like clean your plate, and of course, you know, if you are lucky enough to have a steak and potatoes, eat that steak and potatoes. Like, and and no one's talking to you about how you know how many calories in a pat of butter we didn't grow up that way so now that i was able to educate myself on that and furthermore how these foods affect my body like if i eat pasta and i feel super tired it's Mm. probably because there's something going on with the digestion of it all like i'm not a super scientist but i gotta pay attention so that's um, so good yeah those now that i have that information i'm empowered to make better food decisions and if i do want to eat pasta i still eat pasta i'm just aware that i'll need a nap and no one should judge me so (laughs) it all comes together. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Let me live if I want to have a bowl of pasta on a Tuesday. It's like what it is. Crying out loud, I've got to live my life. Put it on my calendar. I, when I brought Brandon home, we were in college, and he was just my boyfriend. And wow. I'm sorry, Brandon is my husband. And I know. I yes, was like, oh, <laughs> Brandon. Um, Brandon is my husband, and I brought him home. Like, just I'm gonna. Everybody's gonna meet my boyfriend, Brandon, and my dad brings out, this is how I ended every night of my entire childhood and adolescence. It's like, it's ice cream time. That's just what we do. That's so my funny. dad goes into the kitchen and he's dishing out all of our ice cream bowls and he brings a bowl to Brandon and Brandon looks at me and he's like, um, like, who is this for? I'm like, you. Sure. He's like, who's going to help me eat oh, my this word. half a gallon of oh, ice cream my in word. my bowl? I'm like, bro, get a spoon. Like, I know, go in. Like, you me like show up right now. <laughs> I'm trying to, you're trying to impress my parents? You'll be looking at me like, you can't put down that much ice cream. Oh. <laughs> um, so listen, I definitely want to talk real quick about I love it when you get your video on. That makes me oh real glad gosh. and cackle. So um I think I mentioned it earlier, but one of them that I love, and I saw it when it came out six or seven months ago. Mm-hmm. It's when your daughter, your oldest daughter, had gone yes. to college, not even that far, like twenty five minutes away. Yeah, it's really close. And it's first week of school. She ghosts you for three days on your text and phone calls, like just no response. I almost died. Mm-hmm. Of course you did. And yep. so this is just so like hardcore that it, that it like thrills <laughs> me to my bone that. You and your adorable husband literally got in the car and you drove yourself to her college. It was his idea. I just want to was say for the it? record,
0: people think oh. I'm crazy. It was his idea. He was like, I have not heard from her. And I was like, so what do you want to do? <laughs> like Most people think, the thing is, we're, we're an interesting pair because he'll have an idea, but he's like calm and collected. Like he'll just show up and just kind of be like, this is what's happening. And I'm the type where I'm like, why are you why do you hate our whole family?
1: <laughs> just go motor, off the rails.
0: go off the rails. And he just kind of watches me and he like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You know? So yeah, no, we went down to her college and, um, you know, we made these great flyers that said, uh, if you see our daughter misbehaving, we'll be happy to just tweet me at natural Nicole of photo evidence. And I'll be happy much. to buy you a pizza, you know? And we went it's to her dorm much. and we got her pizza and we were, or we got her, um, we brought her bananas and we just, we just wanted to find her. We want to make sure oh she was God. okay. And I'm an entrepreneur. I've got free time, honey. Like I've got free time. I've got Snapchat. Like I, my job is to professionally be around you.
1: <laughs> I even wrote down that was my favorite line in your whole video when mm-hmm. you're like Look, all I have is time and disposable income like, that's it. I'll be that's here it. all day I'll I be have here tomorrow else to do
0: I will be here tomorrow I mean we can hang out I will sit in the quad like I am paying for this school right now like I'm allowed to be here you know what I mean? so that's what that, that looks like so you know
1: amazing. like oh my
0: gosh respect my um, whole neighborhood probably thinks I'm crazy because I had a second viral video that happened like, Maybe a month later, where I was like freaking out about my kid taking my kid to the bus stop, and like now my neighbors like they don't talk to me. Like I'm I'm a mess. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) I need all your parenting tips. Like you have to help me, Jen. Save me. Oh, just makes me so glad. It's really weird, isn't it, to navigate young adulthood as a parent. Uh, it's oh, just, so this, weird. I, I, there's not a template in front of me to look at and know exactly what to do. You know, one minute they're in your house, mm-hmm. you literally know where they are every second of every day. And then they're at college, not answering your texts. It's right. just, but yet I'm paying for your life still, bro. you like, whole life. and you like, paid, and I, I paid for the bed you're sleeping yes. on. And so where do, where does mom end and the kid begins and that line keeps getting pushed. But I, I mean, I, I just find it, one of the trickier seasons of parenting that I can remember is trying to figure out how to both launch them and hold them responsible to all that yep. we're giving them during that season. Yep. Just drive to your campus. I mean, that's one way to handle it.
0: That's one way. Well, the thing is, you know, my parents are African. So it was one of those things where you get one pat on the butt when you're growing up. And I mean, my mom can now stop me with the death glare across the room, totally. you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's the thing that uh, we were kind of doing. We, it it was a different situation, especially with adoption. Um, There's even additional levels of things to navigate. And so with our daughter, I mean, we adopted her a little older, so she'd already spent years, you know, taking care of herself, you know, um, hustling for food, you know, at the grocery store. I mean, she'd been through an entirely different world of experience. So, you know, for some people who are like, oh my gosh, you're a helicopter mom. They don't realize that That's right. when she had to understand that out of sight does not mean out of mind, you know, we still care about you when we don't see you, you are loved, you belong somewhere and to someone. And the, and it's important for you to understand that even though you're, you're over there, like we will be here in a minute because we're Mm -hmm. worried about you and we love you and we care about you. You aren't alone. And we did that once. And after doing that once, uh, you know, I mean, she checks in with us definitely every other day. She called during this, um, you know, podcast interview. You know, so I mean, of like she's, she's on it. You know, and um and it's because she knows that somebody cares about her. And and kids carry themselves differently when they know that they're loved. And oh, um and we so want to make sure she never ever forgets that.
1: I love that so much. You know, my youngest two are adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Ethiopian, and we they we brought them here when they were five and eight. Wow. So they were also a little bit older, I mean yeah. old enough to have a bank of memories and Definitely. and hard experiences um they're They're twelve and fourteen now, but listen, these kids also know how to game the system. Let's give them some credit my yes. oldest, my my son Ben, who's an eighth grader, and just as charming as the day is long. I mean it's just too much that kid but um <laughs> he'll he'll tell me to this day he'll say, "You know what, mom." If I have an assignment and I feel like I don't know how to do it or I don't want to do it or I haven't spent enough time on it, I'll just somehow make my essay about um, being adopted. He's like, I'll just play that card. I'm like, Ben Hapnickr. bro, He's like, Mom, I get an A every time. I'm like – Because who's going to say – Who's Get gonna say
0: <laughs> Who's gonna say, Oh no, oh we don't align with that experience. You're gonna like that that's a C- minus work right no, there. Yeah. He's a brilliant child. No, I told um I told my daughter, I was like, listen mommy is an entrepreneur. What that means is I need you to graduate so we can have a happy ending to your book deal. I need you to, I need you to get your life together. Like, like so I need you to get it together so you don't mess it up for everybody. <laughs> so it's it's she's crack up. I'm like, you didn't get that story for a reason. God gave you that experience for a reason. And it's for you to have a great book and an awesome lifetime movie. Oh <laughs> and my gosh. Like, And I mean, the funny part is though, our kids like don't take us seriously either. You know, like right. I mean no. all the, like my kids are like, Mom, you're like insane, like you're hilarious. Like totally. they just they're just like whatever. Or um they they're like, all oh, my friends, follow you on Instagram, Mom. Oh, can you stop posting
1: pictures? You know, like totally. Mine sort too. Of thing, Absolutely. So. They're not they're not impressed. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, okay, quick. I'm gonna wrap up with three questions that we're asking sure. all of our guests in this series, the women who built it series. Um, here's the first one, I could just fire it off. Okay. Who is a person in your life that makes you a better person, a better leader?
0: Okay. So the appropriate answer is God, right? Uh But the, but the other answer Uh is Oprah. And here's why. Yeah. Oprah, she, Uh um, I realize that she's opened so many doors and she's made it not weird for someone to be called Oprah so now because of her if I walk into a room and someone says oh my gosh she's just like Oprah it's great because there's like a whole explanation that goes with that that that's I don't right. ever have to explain and I'm just so grateful because that's she she personifies what I want to be for other people so that when mm-hmm. someone says gosh she's like Nicole Walters they're like oh man we want we want more of that totally
1: so, Oprah is just shorthand at this point for awesome it is. It's awesome and I I I'm like, I'm here for that. And I want to be that for other people too. That's not a bad answer. I, I grew up, I'm an Oprah kid. I, I grew up oh! in the Oprah generation, of course. And so I'm like, that, she was our mentor. She, mm-hmm. um, um, she, she led us all. She, she encouraged us all. I love our Oprah so much. Um, thank you, thank you. Okay. How about this one? As somebody in leadership, do you consider yourself to be a good follower? Um, and how does that affect what kind of leader you are? I struggle all the time to follow,
0: Mm -hmm. um, just because I'm a leader. And so I will easily say, even when I'm in a leadership situation, like listening at a conference, I have to stop critiquing as like the, like I actually have to shift my brains from Ah, sitting there saying to myself, um, Oh, you know, their speaking's not good. Or is, could I have done this deck better to saying like, listen to what they're saying because there's something mm-hmm. to learn. They're on that stage and you're sitting in the crowd, pay attention. Mm-hmm. So I, I regularly have to check myself, but then I'm also, um, the balance of it is the minute I do that, I realize, oh my gosh, like we're all just people kind of making it up as we go. <laughs> so, you That's know, it's honestly like, true. you know, which is nice. So yeah, no, I struggle with following, um, as a natural born leader, but yeah. it, it's something I constantly work on because it's incredibly important.
1: I like that honest answer. Okay, here's the last mm-hmm. one. And we ask every single guest this. This, is, sure. um, this was a question put forth by uh, Barbara Brown Taylor, who's a Episcopal pet priest and just this very special, introspective, contemplative, spiritual leader. Um, so she asked this, and this can literally be anything. The answer can be serious. It can be silly. It can be big. It can be small. Just whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the question. What is saving your life right now?
0: Oh my gosh, what's saving my life right now? Hmm. Okay, I'll just say the things that came to mind because now that now I'm going too long, it's not like random. First, I was gonna say gas ex, just because like I'm married. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> be completely honest. I, I, was like, I was like, I really feel like this saved my life. I was like, but is that inappropriate? Like nope, it's so appropriate. And, and then I was like, I was like, oh, having a separate bathroom for me to put on my Spanx, because if my husband ever saw me putting on my Spanx, I don't think we'd still be married. So oh, like then no, it was that, no. you know? And Nobody then I was like, to no. You know, and then I was like, no, I've got to have like a, a classy answer, like a classy answer. No, what you is do a class? And I was like, my journal, my journal. No. <laughs>
1: but then, you Spanx know, Spanx and Gas X are good answers to that <laughs> question. And those are real, like separate bathrooms. I would, if my husband saw me taking off my Spanx, I would have to murder him in his sleep. I don't think there's we would no be option.
0: I really, I feel like you would never be able to see me the same way again, you know. know? So there's that.
1: <laughs> you know what? I'm with you on both of those. Um, that's how we keep our marriages alive and happy right there. I Separate bathroom Okay. <laughs> listen, tell everybody real quickly and we're going to have all these links put up. So we-, we will link all this, but tell everybody like where they can find you, where they can hear you, anything else, what you're working on, anything else people should know about tracking you down.
0: Sure. So um, everyone can find me at NicoleWalters.tv. If you go there, you can see all my social media links. You can get access to all my programs. If you have a business that you're seeking to build, Um, you can also get more information on my speaking engagements and places I'll be. Um, So NicoleWalters.tv. I also manage all my own social media. So if you just want to reach out to me or if you really like this podcast, send me a tweet and I'd be more than happy to um, say thanks
1: and awesome. respond with the selfie <laughs> that's that's all i do i manage that's all my all social media too which is why most of it is just like like rambly garbage so, Right, right right <laughs> okay thanks for being on today thanks for being on the show what a fun hour i loved every minute of this last hour no this was so great thank you so
0: much for having me it was a blessing
1: yes talk to you soon all right i told you i told you that you would love her funny and smart and spicy and interesting, really, you're going to want to go over to see her website because anybody listening who even has a seed of an idea, just a germ of idea, and you need a little bit of gasoline poured on that flame This is your person. Nicole is your girl. So, um, as always, over on my website, jinhatmaker.com, we've got a podcast tab. Underneath that, we've got every single thing you heard in this episode. We've got all of Nicole's links her sites, her viral videos that we talked about, which are going to have you howling with laughter, um, pictures, bonus content, and obviously the transcript. um, Because sometimes it's just great to read an interview after you've listened to it. So jinhatmaker.com will have all that for you, you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening every week. Um, This is my favorite space. It's my favorite thing I do. I absolutely love sitting here at my desk and talking to these fascinating people week in and week out. I just feel like the luckiest girl in the world. And we have the Best listeners, um, thank you for all your constantly wonderful feedback. It's so great to hear from you and I am I love that you love these conversations too and it's good to know that. So um, we're always paying attention to all of your feedback, everything you have to say, so let us know. Also subscribe to it, give it a review, give it a rating. That is all so good for podcasting. So anyhow, you guys have a great week. This series is just rolling on down the tracks. Um, I'm just, what I'm doing is putting some fascinating women in front of you during for the love of women who built it. So you're not going to want to miss next week. Um, and so I'll see you then. Have a great week, everybody. That's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed this chat. Be sure to subscribe to my mom's podcast and give it a thumbs up rating if you like it from the whole hatmaker family. I hope you have a great week and see you next time.